1: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 NFL Week 5. Updated rankings, injury report, DraftKings ownership, and... Some props, which is where we're going to start because you want to go to prizepicks.com right now and use code M-M-N-N-F-L and use that new one, M-M-N-N-F-L. You'll get a free $25 if Josh Allen completes one or more passes in Sunday Night Football if you're a first-time player and you play a Sunday Night Football Prize Picks card. One bill, one chief, over, under. Take your pick, and you'll be good to go. Plus, you'll get a match deposit of up to $100. Let's talk about, well, let's talk about props to kick things off. But if you just want a rundown of the injury report and the updated rankings, hit the description of this video Right now, you will find it all down there. If you want to simulate the slate for your DraftKings lineups, for your player props, for prize picks, whatever it might be, for your season-long lineups, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount on that. But everything's in that newsletter. You can find that link is free in the description, so go check that out. Smash a like and sub to the channel as well. We're pushing for 30,000 subscribers on YouTube right now. If you haven't taken the leap, help us out here. Sub to the channel and smash that like to help out the algorithm as well props. We'll talk prize picks to kick things off right now. There's two that I like for the Sunday slate. Obviously, if you're playing in the Mayo 7-Eleven contest, which just means you play five Sunday NFL props for an entry of $7.11, and you become eligible for both the $5,000 at the end of the year uh, in, if you end up winning the pool. But it, on a weekly basis, you get a bonus 50 if you go 5-5. So you want a $7.11 entry. So you win $71 bucks if you go 5-5 five for five generally. Then you get an extra $50 bucks put on. You win 17 times your money. Even if you go 4-5, or five, you still win. So highly recommend that you go do that. NFL is the code you want to use to go deposit at prizepicks.com right now. But for the early Sunday slate, there are two. One, I like Ezekiel Elliott over rushing touchdowns the Giants are capable on pass defense they are not capable against the run we've seen Zeke work himself back in to the full-time ball carrier role on the Dallas Cowboys especially within the five-yard line you know it's going to be difficult to yardage props are here or there I like his over prop but I'm actually going to go to the touchdown prop the Giants can't stop anything on the ground Zeke's touching the ball all the time around the goal line I love that over 0.5 rushing touchdowns for Ezekiel Elliott. Now, the second one, you have to wait on till we hear the actives and inactives for the game. Because on prize picks, if you play a two person entry or a five person entry and one of your guys doesn't play, well, that just becomes voided. So if you're playing in the contest, obviously you can't go five of five because one of your guys didn't play. You get your money back for it. And it just becomes a four card ticket. But You don't want that to happen to you. But I love Delvin Cook under 70 and a half rushing yards. If they get up by a bunch in this game, he's going to the bench if he's active. Uh, He could get re-injured in this game. Now, there is the possibility that he doesn't play, which throws a wrench into the entire situation. So I'm going to wait for that to happen, then put in my entry, but under 70 and a half rushing yards. Now, the one thing that you can do to kind of play this a different way is if you play a player prop at, let's say, DraftKings Sportsbook. If he doesn't play, the bet is just voided. You get your money back for everything here. It's not tied up in you know a parlay of sorts. So under 90 and a half total yards for Dalvin Cook. Could he go over? Absolutely. He's Dalvin Cook, but it doesn't seem like he's near 100%. So either a split share, limited time, they get up by too much, he comes out of the game, or he gets injured again if he is active. He just needs to touch the ball once for that to qualify under 90 and a half total yards for Dalvin Cook. This has actually been a pretty good moneymaker for us so far this season and in years past target the injured guys and go under their prop total unders by and large are a good bet anyway and this one's still like minus 110 right now as well so the vig isn't all that bad should dalvin cook not play for the prize picks part of this zeke over 0.5 rushing touchdowns i'd also take damian harris over rushing touchdowns. Even with a banged up offensive line for the New England Patriots, I still think Damian Harris gets it going on the ground against the Texans. So those are the two that I like the most. Let's get to injuries. We'll kick it off with running backs and what's going on in the ecosystem for Week 5 in the NFL. Once again, if you just want a list of all the injuries, what they are, whether they're likely in, whether they're likely out, and how that affects them in the rankings, hit the description. You can find the injury list down there along with the updated rankings. Remember to sub to the newsletter and sub to this YouTube channel too by the way smash the like while you're at it as well okay thank you very much running back number one antonio gibson's dealing with the shin problem which could be somewhat problematic down the line but it appears like he's going to play it this week against the saints so you're going to play him not that big of a deal jd mckissick you would think would be next up in line, but his role isn't really going to change. Jared Patterson would be the handcuff that you would want to take over the Antonio Gibson role in Washington's offense versus J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick's not running the ball 15 times a game. That's just not happening. Not to say that Patterson's going to be as good as Antonio Gibson, but he's someone that you could play every single week as a starting running back, and he is widely available at the moment. So go check out Jared Patterson if you have bench spots, because eventually it feels... Like this shin injury is gonna catch up to Antonio Gibson. Not this week. I mean, he could get hurt in the game, I suppose. But going into the week, he should be good to go. Joe Mixon is likely going to be out for the Bengals. Fire up some Samaje Ryan Both in your season long and DraftKings lineups, Mixon still has an opportunity to play. We'll know with the actives and inactives. So you can watch the live show on Mayo Media Network, 11:30 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning. To find out, I mean, you can just use the internet and find it out. But if you have a start-sit question or a DraftKings question, tune into that show to get your question answered. We're answering them all this year. You got questions, Lauren's going to be there until it eventually dries up. The well goes just completely barren for your questions. But I don't think that he's going to play Saturday. Apparently, according to Zach Taylor, is going to tell the story with Joe Mixon. And there's been a lot of speculation this week, whether it's like Chris Evans being a big part of a platoon for the Cincinnati Bengals over Samaj Pirine. Mixon may play that. Even though Pirine is $4,000 on DraftKings, he's not like overwhelming chalk coming into the week. And a lot of people don't amend their lineups after the fact. So I actually think he's a pretty good play. And you have like Fournette and Damian Williams, Both in that low $5,000 range, those guys are objectively better plays if we didn't factor in salary or ownership. But we need to do that on DraftKings. So P. Ryan is over $1,000 cheaper and fewer people are using him. Yeah, sign me up for that one. You can jam in whoever else you want if that's the route you want to go and don't want to go double pay up at the running back position this week. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is likely going to miss the game. He's listed as doubtful. Expect him back next week. Fire up some Chuba Hubbard as favorites. I would expect to see like 65, 70% of Chuba Hubbard on the field. Rodney Smith was in the game most likely last week. I mean, I could be wrong on that because Carolina was just down and needed to pass the entire time. He's their primary pass catching back, but Hubbard's still going to get his receptions if he's on the field more, which he should be in this game, not sweating Royce Freeman whatsoever. I mentioned Dalvin Cook. He is a true game-time decision. I bumped him down in the running back rankings because I think it's split at best for him, uh, or they get up by a bunch and sit him, or he gets hurt again, like I pointed out earlier. So I don't have the utmost confidence. He is a mid-range running back, two for me this week. You can check out the updated rankings. He's at running Back number 18 for week five. Chase Edmonds is a game time decision against the San Francisco 49ers. If he doesn't play, play a ton of James Conner. If he does play, you're gonna play Chase Edmonds. He's been great all season long. Gio Bernard is back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This kind of throws a bit of a wrench into the overall ceiling for Leonard Fournette this week, only because Fournette was getting so many opportunities in the passing game, running so many routes. We know that's what Gio Bernard is gonna do. Bernard. Bernard's not going to steal any carries away from Leonard Fournette. So no worries about that, but it does cap the ceiling for Fournette. So I bumped him down a few spots in the rankings that I'm fading him on DraftKings because of this. I'd rather play Damian Williams, and I'd rather play Damian Harris above both of those guys around the same price, or just drop down to P Ryan if I need to save the money. Ezekiel Elliott practiced on a limited basis all week. He is going to play. Elijah Mitchell taken off the injury report for the San Francisco 49ers. He could end up being the lead back. I mean, Trey Lance could end up being the lead back for the San Francisco 49ers this week, but it's kind of a downgrade to Trey Sermon. I've dropped him down just around running back number 30. Sermon might even be the running back two when it comes to absolute snap share and touches this week if Mitchell is 100%. I'm not buying that he's 100% as of yet, but he's going to get some work in this. So it's a split at best, and it's probably a three-way split because Trey Lance is going to do a ton of running in the spot. Justin Jackson has a groin injury. He is out for the Los Angeles Chargers, and Rex Burkhead doesn't get his revenge on the Patriots. He's out with a hip injury. Wide receivers, as was discussed earlier in the week, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage, both out for the Atlanta Falcons in the early London game against the Jets. So what we're going to see is Zacchaeus on the outside. We're going to see Kyle Pitts in the slot. Those two things that we know. Now, the rest of the situation for the Atlanta Falcons offense is kind of a mystery. Tajay Sharp had been running the third most routes behind Ridley and Zacchaeus at least a week ago. So he probably gets the nod on the outside. However, it could be Cordero Patterson lining up out there as well. That might be a split. So we might see more Cordero Patterson in this game than we're used to seeing. He's probably not going to score three touchdowns again, but the overall volume and actual snap share should be way up for him as they need to utilize their better skill position players. Christian Blake could be activated. And you might see a lot of Hayden Hurst in this game if the Falcons do run 12. Mike Davis should see more snaps in the backfield with Patterson being you know, used in the backfield, but probably split out wide a lot of the times too. So it's a really confusing situation for drafting showdown purposes. Tajay Sharp could be a legit flyer who no one's going to use. He's super cheap and the jet secondary sucks. So that could be a spot where if you want to roll the dice, obviously not safe by any means, but if you need to fill out a roster, that could be a way that you want to go in this circumstance. Julio is going to be out for the Titans. AJ Brown is going to be back. He's number six in my wide receiver rankings. There's always the downside that he's not 100%, but I can't imagine having A.J. Brown on your team and not playing him if he's playing Jacksonville. Sounds like a pretty good spot to me. Uh, Nick Westbrook-Akina was limited all week, but he is going to go as well. I like Josh Reynolds a little bit more than him with A.J. Brown back, so you probably don't even need to think about him this week if you don't want to. Cortland Sutton, Injured his ankle in Friday's practice. He is now a game-time decision against the Steelers. I would expect him to play. However, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are both out, so you can fire up some Kadarius, Tony, or John Ross on DraftKings, $4,000, dollars respectively. I would say it's probably a better floor, like a cash floor for Tony because of the targets. But if you're playing GPPs and you need that home run play, John Ross on the outside against a bad back end of the Dallas defense with Diggs on Galladay the entire game? you could do worse as an absolute flyer at 3,400 bucks. If you need that big play potential, John Ross would be your man in that circumstance on the Washington side. It looks like Brown is going to be out. Cam Sims is going to be out and that Curtis Samuel will play. We know Logan Thomas is out already. Curtis Samuel coming back week one with the groin injury last week. It didn't really go so well. He had four targets, caught all his passes, but only played around like 28% of the snaps. I think that's what it was around. He was like fifth on the team in routes run. I would expect to see that role grow this week, but not going to be a full-time player. Still, he's the min on DraftKings. You could do a lot worse. And maybe all of a sudden he's back to running 100% of his routes and playing all the time. And that would be fantastic news because they are depleted on the offensive side. There is a Washington footballer who I enjoy more for DraftKings in that offense coming up. In a little bit. It's a tease. We call it in the biz. T. Higgins, he's going to play Amari Cooper. He's going to play Elijah Moore in his, I wrote down, concession here. He actually had a concussion. But he's going to play against the Falcons. Chase Claypool is going to be back for the Steelers. James Washington is out with a groin injury because everyone has a groin injury right now on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Danny Amendola is back for the Texans. They cut Anthony Miller. So expect to see Danny Amendola get some run. Not that you want any piece of that, but you know, he's going to play. He's a fresh body to throw out there. So that's the wide receiver. Again, you can hit the list if you missed anything or want to take a look. I'll update them too on Sunday morning should anything change. You can find that down in the description of the Potter vid. Right now, tight end George Kittle probably not going to play this week. He's listed as doubtful. Doubtful guys rarely end up playing. He might play, but Ross Dwelly, uh, if you want to hold out hope for Kittle, would be the obvious guy to pick up in that spot. I don't know how that's going to really work out with Trey Lance. Could be great, could be zeros across the board. If it was Garoppolo, I would love Ross Dwelly in this spot. Smelly Dwelly. He's twenty seven hundred bucks on DraftKings too. Not the best of the cheap tight ends. He's actually third best but I digress. From that, George Kittle probably not going to play. TJ Hawkinson's a game time decision as well. I would expect him to play, but that is still a bit up in the air at the moment. So have backup plans. I'll get to those in a second. Gronk, he's out. Play Cameron Brait. Easy stuff. Albert O, he hurt himself in practice. Hamstring injury could be placed on IR. He is not playing for the Denver Broncos. So more targets for Noah Fant from Teddy Bridgewater, who looks like he's going to play as well. Tyler Croft out for the Jets. I mentioned Teddy seems to be good to go. Garoppolo was out. And Russell Wilson is going to miss six to eight weeks with a finger injury. He underwent surgery. So we get Geno Smith in Seattle. No idea how that's going to affect Lockett or Metcalf or whatever the hell is going on. In the Seattle backfield, it's Collins for the moment until, you know, Chris Carson gets over his uh, Roxbury injury a little bit. it has got a neck problem. Hopefully he's OK, but it seems like it's not going to be all that great for him moving forward. So keep an eye out on Chris Carson. Alex Collins is the play moving forward for them. DraftKings ownership projections this week. It's pretty obvious what's going on uh, at most of the positions when we take a look at it. Derek Henry and Devontae Adams are probably going to be the two highest owned guys on the slate. I'd play Henry over Adams, uh, because you can get away with the, if you want to play a contrarian move on the Packers, just play Aaron Jones. No one is playing Aaron Jones. I know he sounds like a pivot off of Derrick Henry, but just as a Packer-Packer pivot, if you're playing the stack of the Bengals, that's likely the way that you want to go. Uh, Other guys who are drawing a ton of ownership, at least projected this week, people are on Fournette, people are on Chenault, Saquon, DJ Moore. Uh, James Robinson, CeeDee Lamb because of the Cooper injury are all very high up. It does appear like Darren Waller, the most expensive tight end will be the highest owned tight end as well. So, If it's me at tight end on DraftKings, I'm punting. It makes way too much sense this week. A lot of people are using Evan Ingram. He could be the second highest owned tight end. Let's just throw that out the window because Evan Ingram reeks. He'll have his like three good games a year, but you don't want a part of that because Cameron Brayton is right around the same price, but I'd go even lower. Ricky Seals Jones, $2,500 playing the Logan Thomas role in that depleted Washington offense as underdogs against the Saints. Fire him up. Obviously, he's no lock. He's $2,500. That's a great price for someone with his upside. You don't like that, but still want to spend down. I mentioned Dwelly, but it's Dan Arnold on Jacksonville without DJ Chark. Week two for him on Jacksonville. Had a huge role in week one for what you would expect to be his first week on the team. Expect that to grow in very pass-happy situations against a bad Titans defense. Dan Arnold is $2,900. That's how I would split it up. Arnold, Ricky Seals, Jones at tight end is likely the way that you want to round out your team at defense you can use the jags d if you want washington is going to be very popular the patriots even though they're super expensive are going to be popular denver and pittsburgh will likely be popular at defense just use the cowboys it's a great spot against the giants their pass rush has been excellent so far this season that was the quick update for the rankings that are uh, updated on DKNation.com. Hit the description if you want them. And for the full entry report, plus DraftKings notes, plus season-long notes, plus betting notes, the newsletter hyperlinked for free in the description right now that has the rundown of most of the stuff we went over this week, plus exclusive content in there as well. Thank you all for watching. Sub to the channel. Smash the like. We'll see you next time. <laughs>